Hey folks, just a reminder that the Liquor Lamp Podcast with JoJo Lewis is now available on Stitcher. You can download the app, you can review us, you can listen to us, you can share us with your friends, you can have us on the go. That's the Liquor Lamp Podcast, now available on Stitcher. Alright, let's do this. I really need this to work, please. It's time for the Liquor Lamp Podcast with JoJo Lewis. Hey folks, welcome to the Liquor Lamp Podcast with JoJo Lewis. I am JoJo Lewis. Welcome to the Liquor Lamp Podcast. I'm so glad you guys can make it. I'm glad you guys can be here. I'm glad you guys can enjoy the show. Listen, you guys, uh, this is episode 23, which is a good time. Uh, We've made it to 23 episodes. That's pretty cool. We're coming up on the big halfway point of this first, I guess you would call it, season of the Liquor Lamp, episode 26, which is going to be an interesting one. I'm already looking forward to it. Started doing the work on it already. Because uh, it's going to be a different kind of episode, and I think you guys are going to like it. But in the meantime, today we're talking to the very interesting uh, Garrett Boatman, G-Boats. He's a pretty interesting comic, pretty cool guy. We had a good talk. Uh, here's what happened to me in comedy this week. I love to touch base with you guys, tell you guys what's going on. That's, that's one of my joys during the week. Um, had a, a couple of shows this – well, not a couple of shows. I had one show this week. And it was uh, it, it was a show at uh, hosted by um, John Gamora and uh, Mazzy McDade uh, called The Deep End. It's uh, it's a show in this little um, it looks like a little like a artist studio. It's got a brick wall with some chairs and a and a thing like a little PA with a blue spotlight. It reminds me a lot of like like eighties you know brick wall low ceiling comedy fucking it's got it's like it's got the vibe of a speakeasy that's what it feels like it felt like because you have to walk down it's it's on 2311 s street but it's in this alleyway like between uh between like between 23rd and 24th street with s at the intersection there's like this block that's like these factories and you go down this absolutely horrifying alleyway where there's just murals and in like razor wire and for some reason a basketball court and then you get to this brick building that's covered with drawings of I think Daft Punk and then they open up this fence and then there's this door with this beautiful like red thing on it that says Huin and you open it and it's this little space that's just absolutely perfect for comedy it has a great vibe the the, we didn't have much of a crowd we had maybe like six people because it was kind of a last minute setup for the show but dude it was it was awesome it was an awesome show i got to do 20 minutes which i I only get to do very rarely and uh even with only a few people it, it felt like a much bigger much nicer show just because the layout is just so great and it's just so fun to be in that space. And it was a good time. Um, and that was that was um, the first show I did on that Thursday. The, later that night, after that show was done, uh, every week on Thursday, uh, Idris, who I talked to back in episode two, uh, Idris has a show at Level Up, which is on uh, J, and I want to say like 24th, over Ty Basil, you know? And uh, it's this little lounge over Thai Basil. And yesterday they changed the layout of that show such that now the stage is in this little corner area with all the – because it used to be just like right in this little hallway right by a door 
it was kind of a weird place to put the stage. It, you couldn't see it from every part of this place, but they moved the stage to this one spot by a window in a corner. And the change was you go, we went in there uh, after the show. We went, we went from me and Mark Berg. We went from the deep end. We went all the way to level up, went upstairs, go in. And the vibe was amazing. It was this awesome comedy vibe. Everyone was facing the stage and it just looked fucking cool. And but here's what's interesting. During this show, and, and it kind of it was kind of a weird moment. A comic who was on before me, uh, who was just kind of riffing and kind of working with the crowd, was moving into this bit that was about uh, about Bill Cosby and about basically about rape. And he didn't get to finish it. Um, and the reason he didn't get to finish it was there was a woman in the crowd who was just started screaming at him. That's not funny. That's not funny. You can't joke about rape. And it was, it was basically that like the, if you remember when Daniel Tosh got in trouble, it was like that person yelling. And I was watching this happening with Idris and with Mark Berg. And I, I had to go on after that. And my exact thoughts were, this is going to go terribly. Because the whole crowd is just watching this, and the comic who was on stage, you could tell it was it was getting to him because there came a point when he made that horrible move that you make when you're in that situation when you get too defensive, and he he yelled out, "I can make jokes about anything I want, like I can make a joke about raping you right now," which is never a good strategy for dealing with a heckler who's upset about a rape joke. That's just not the way to handle it, but. That situation created for me kind of a weird sort of the way I understand those kinds of jokes. It it changed because I saw this happening. And my my belief was this. Would that woman have been angry if the joke had completed? I don't know. Maybe. Um, Possibly not. Because as a comic, I, I don't think that at some level we should be we shouldn't be producing ideas that that further oppression and injustice that just seems seems that just seems inconsistent with the with our not our process but what the philosophic goal of of comedy is to kind of make things funny and 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 kind of make people happy and reinforcing things that oppress them is not really a fun thing. It's like saying, hey, you know how you're chained to a wall? Well, I shine those chains for you. It doesn't make sense. Um, and it, it probably, it, this woman might probably have not been interested in what, in what the punchline of that joke was or how it would have turfed out. Like I, I was, you know, it was kind of going off the rails because of all the riffing that was happening. But I thought, you know, maybe if he toughs it out at the end, the punchline is going to make it all worth it. It's going to be clear that everything that was said was ironic, but he bailed out of the joke in order to deal with this woman. And I realized that, that if you truly believe in the material you're doing, bailing out on it is to deal with someone who doesn't believe in it is probably the biggest mistake you can make because there's nothing like if you bail out and you're just dealing with that thing in, in some ways they've won because if your whole, if your whole defense is the joke isn't doing that, 
well, you need to finish the joke in order for us to know. If you don't finish the joke, we're never going to know. And this chick, I mean, this woman, she probably wouldn't have been happy in any event because rape was the topic. Um, And I saw her after, and she was pretty much like... I hate to say this, but she was a cliche. She was a walking cliche. She was a white chick with with dreadlocks. Probably had a very active tumbler, to quote. Uh, that's what John. That's how, that's how John Gamora would have described her. Um, it doesn't mean that her complaints were not valid. It just means that when she showed up and she heard that there was gonna, she heard the start of that joke. She she didn't even want to give it a chance. And by bailing out on it, it's kind of like she was confirmed in her belief that, you know, comics just produce evil and we just reinforce, you know, horrible things, which is not true. At least it shouldn't be true. And it's sad to me that 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 woman couldn't be that we didn't reach her. Is, Is that a weird thing to say that we couldn't? we couldn't show her our viewpoint, our viewpoint. Like I did it. I didn't do it. That this comic couldn't show the viewpoint he actually had because he, he reacted to her too quickly or he reacted to her in a way that wasn't smart. Um, I do material that offends people. I know that I've, I've gotten people to walk out of shows, especially when, you know, I'm working things out. Uh, and that's a hard feeling because your my goal is not to make people upset and walk away. My goal is is honestly, I would like you to think about this thing I've said, and I I kind of pride myself on the coherency of the ideas I create. And I and to see someone walk out of a show is actually one of the most painful things to watch because what you're what it's saying is, look, this idea that you came up with is not good enough. It didn't work, and this is the price you have to pay for having an idea that didn't work. I'm going to deny you the opportunity to fix it. And then they just walk away and then their opinion is set. That is a horrible feeling. And that's kind of what happened last night. We lost. It's like we lost a fan of comedy. Does that make sense? Like we lost someone who may have truly loved this art form because she was at the show. She was in the audience. She was watching the show. And because this happened, she is probably never going to give comedy another chance, especially live comedy. That's never going to happen. And that's not fair to her or to, to other comics. And more importantly, it's not fair to comedy. It's not fair to the form. Because what it is we're trying to like, – at least – I treat this like a very high art form. Well, not a high art form, but I treat it like an art form that's really important to me. And uh, I don't want to turn anyone off from it. It's too important to me to want to ruin it for people. And that's kind of what happened for this woman last night. And it's made me think about, you know, what strategies I need to employ when someone is clearly upset with a bit that I'm doing in the middle of it. Should I tell them to just wait or should I just ignore them and just do the bit? I don't know. It's a scary thought. Right after uh, the comic in front of me left, I went up and did my uh, my modest proposal joke, which is a joke that uh, almost gives me a panic attack every time I do it because the, the topic is so heavy. But 
it went okay. So, but then again, I got to finish it. So that might be, that might be why. I just don't know. Well, uh, any other announcements I have to make? Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow, uh, Saturday, the, uh, 6th at 1030 at the Sacramento comedy spot. That's 20th street between J and K parking's right across the street at the fucking EA games, capital campus building. It's red brick. You know what I'm talking about? Um, there's going to be a show tomorrow at 1030, uh, Luke Soin's epic Tiki Tiki talk show live is going to be happening at 1030 tomorrow. I'm the first guest. I'm going to do some stand-up. You're going to see some sketches. There's going to be a, an interview in a, in a classic late-night style. Luke Soin is going to do some monologue jokes, which are which is a form that I can really appreciate because they're, they're not easy to do, and they're actually kind of funny when you watch someone do them. And uh, I, I'd really love it if you guys can make it out. We want to pack the show. It's a test kitchen show, so we want to get it good. I have a lot invested because it was my idea to do it live. So uh, you guys should come out and check it out and enjoy it. Um, also, a uh, comedian friend of mine, Miss Emma Haney, she has a new podcast called The Lonely Mike. You can find that on the iTunes and on Buzzsprout and stuff. Uh, you should check that one out as well. It talks, Emma talks a lot about her personal journey as a comedian and also a guest interview in sort of the Liquor Lampian style. Um, but it's broken up into segments and I was the first guest and we talk at length about comedy as art and blah, 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 blah. It was interesting. It was a fun time and, and Emma's pretty cool. Uh, so those are the announcements. So on to this talk, um, Garrett Boatman, it, as a comedian, me and him, he's a cool dude. I love talking to him. I love hanging out with him. He's a great guy. Uh, but we had this conversation a few weeks ago on Halloween and we talked a lot about, you know, sadness. And we talked a lot about like material and, uh, and, and how we deal with our own forms of depression and whether we like ourselves and also the perception of other people in the scene, which is actually kind of something I never thought about. Um, cause we talked about kind of like, oh yeah, there, there are main characters in the scene. There are people who are kind of more important than others. And we kind of figured out, you know, why is that? Why is that the way things go? And he talked about how, you know, he first started doing comedy and how he almost quit. And that's pretty interesting. So, uh, it's a good talk. It's what I'm trying to say. It's a really good talk. So without further ado, here's my chat with the very interesting Garrett Boatman. Check it out. Okay, I think we got. I think we got it. We got it. I think we got it. I think we got the. This was a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Thanks for coming. Thanks no. for listening, everybody. <laughs> we had a good time. We had a good time. How you doing, Garrett? Uh, not bad, man. Not bad. No, not bad. How's how's how's, how's Halloween tw- treating you? Uh, <laughs> how's Halloween trick or treating you? Uh, today it's pretty good. I we had a work party yesterday. Uh huh. Down in Sacramento. And then uh, I woke up this morning and worked from home. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do, man? You're like a web guy, right? Uh, many things. Uh, no, yeah, I'm I'm a web person. I make I make stuff to go on the internet. Impressive, impressive. Yeah, uh, is, it, it it doesn't feel real. Does it pay, Does it pay the bills? 
it it pays a bill or two. Then that's, that's it doesn't it doesn't feel real like what you're doing doesn't like no because they're all problems that don't exist like we created these problems like I'm I'm stressing out over an application that's not compiling and I'm like we we created this <laughs> this is not a real problem for real people it's kind of just like it's like a problem in your imagination yes exactly. <laughs> It's like it's like beating yourself up over something that doesn't exist and uh-huh. getting mad about shit that like no one should even care about. They're just numbers. Yeah, there's a little like, screen like even if you get it right, people are still dying. It doesn't <laughs> <Exactly>. change. <laughs> it's not like I can solve true. this and then people survive. It's That's true. You tell that to people who have been doing that shit their whole life. Oh, like, God, your yeah. problems, the skills you've created, like in a zombie apocalypse, my skills is nothing. No, there's always going to be that one part where they, they're like being chased and they're like in a, they a, gotta a hack building. Into yeah. Like the, somehow we this gotta building hack into has the... power. <laughs> We've got to hack it now. Who hack... can we use? How about the guy who was useless all season? <laughs> He's so, going to step up. Do you ever see those shows like the crime shows that try to get that shit right? Like, they tried to get the technical speak right. I think oh, in, like, yeah, the new yeah. Superman movie, they're like, uh, <laughs> he hacked into the RSS feeds. And I'm like, no, not the podcasts. <laughs> They've got control of all of the podcasts. That's such a, yeah, that's such a they weird don't... statement. That's not even how it works. No. <laughs> but like... I guess in a movie plot, I guess you got to get the bad guy's face on every screen possible. So you got to just say whatever shit you can. Just have to, you just have to say enough that it's like, Unless you were an expert, you'd be like, "I'm not going to Google that." <laughs> exactly. Like I remember, I remember I watched the the Die Hard, whichever one it was, like Live Free or Die Hard. Oh yeah. It's about oh, they're going to hack the entire yes. country. And you're Dude, I remember it. that. I was laughing the whole entire time. <laughs> they're hacking our internets, Don't all I... of them. <laughs> it's not even real. It's not even. It's like you watch it and you're like, okay. I should turn my brain off, but that's wrong. And he had, I liked, I liked how they tried to make um, people who use computers super edgy because he had like the portable fucking keyboard that rolled out, and he was like, "Yeah, I can. I'm using the something dark net satellite, <laughs> the tele- dark net yeah. keyboards. <laughs> like, <laughs> they type in different characters than what normal keyboards type. Yeah, no. How's this, how's this podcast going? It's going okay. No, I don't like it. Like just in general, how's your podcast oh. going? In terms of like the the yeah. just like how many how many episodes have you done? This is this one we're recording right now is twenty three. Okay. Out of the fifty two, I'm going to do of this particular run. Oh, you're going to go seasons? Kind of. I think ah. at the end of episode fifty two, the liquor lamp as it is now is going to change somehow. <laughs> I might have a, just a different podcast, or I yeah. might just do it differently. Cause... Liquor lamp season two. JoJo found more friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it is, that right? Is, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's about talk, talking to people <laughs> yeah. for an hour in a context that normally probably wouldn't. But you have to, like, have you asked any strangers to do it at all? Strangers Besides in Besides me? Uh, I mean, we, not... just, we just met at a CVS this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, you look How like you're, your you, look, you look worldly. <laughs> Let's go chat about some stuff Let's in go... my palatial estate in the hills. Yes, which feels like... <laughs> There's no one in this house. It, it is so large. It, it feels like you own this place. I totally don't. It feels it feels like this is your haven from something, and I don't know what it is. Like I'm hiding out. You're hiding from, out like, from like something. something's chasing me. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh god, but the drive, you make this drive like every day? Yeah. To go do stupid comedy? I drive, I go to work. I work at a at American River College, which is okay. a good hour. And then from there I just go to Mike's. Got it. So it's like it's a long drive, but I only make it like twice a day. But which still. Is, oh, yeah. God. Well, I I commute like a half an hour. But I, I would never. I feel like I'd never go to Mike's if I had to drive that far. Oh yeah, it's like four blocks away from me, and I'm like, oh, I it's could. Like I, I could walk there, but feet. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta put. I gotta take a shower. Put like shoes on. I do think about that a lot of the time when I'm. It hasn't gotten to the point where it's like, stop me from going. But it is a fucking. Yeah, for trial sure. to drive so far because uh, you have to like if you like you can't like, there's nothing around here for me to do not even just in terms of comedy just in terms of like entertainment like, I, can, <laughs> for sure. I can go to Folsom I can go to the Palladio because <laughs> their theater has set up that you can put as much butter as you want on popcorn really they give yeah. you your own butter well no or, they like get, you you get yeah to you do, do the your you do the butter? butter thing so you'll be eating popcorn you get halfway through the bag you're like I think this could use a touch up and then you go out and you rebutter it and Shit. it's pretty much the best thing about being out here is that you can do that. I wouldn't get anything <laughs> done. I just go to the Palladio, get like a water cup, and just fill it up with butter, <laughs> like dipping sauce for. Just... I'm gonna dip my Snickers I in this. Dip each popcorn kernel <laughs> in butter. That is so fucking disgusting. Sounds so delicious. But uh, no, yeah, it's... you're driven. I guess. Like I've never bit like out of the hundreds of open mics I've been. I've never not seen you at one yeah i've never been at one where you're not there yeah that's that's me all right i don't know when the first time that happens i don't know what i'm gonna do man like you'll go to an open mic like what happened to where's where'd he go who's who's hosting (laughs) where are we (laughs) i don't know it's it's uh day doesn't feel right unless i go and yeah do it it's become like Mm. that like i at first it was like that yeah at first it was like i don't want to go so far every day yeah, yeah. Like i used to only go like two days a week and then i was like well no i'm gonna step up to four days a week and then what is it like if you do something every day for 30 days it just becomes a habit yeah you and now you like need it yeah you don't even think about it and now it feels weird to like like uh saturdays and fridays when i don't if i don't have a show or anything yeah, yeah. i kind of don't know what to do with myself i won't i won't leave my house <laughs> i'll just sit in my house like this is my life. Like, if, like in the absence yeah. of con- a comedy, this is what I would do every day: is kind of just sit around and watch Netflix and play video games at the same time. <laughs> like, I have two screens open for literally fifteen hours. That is awesome. And you listen to podcasts too. And I listen to podcasts. Yeah, I've done that before too. It's, it's like, and it's I'm doing all of that because if I'm alone with my thoughts for more than like thirty seconds, it's like you're. This is. How is this living? How is this the life you're leading? Dude, but the thing is, like, when you're out and doing things, like, I think in my brain, I'm like, what I really want to be doing is sitting alone for 15 hours. Like, I would kill a small child to be transported (laughs) into just, like, a couch where I didn't have to do anything. But, like, when you're doing that, the guilt, the fucking guilt of of not doing anything just overpasses. Yeah. Because then you can, because then like the, the part of you that wants to be a better person is the part that is making you feel guilty. Yeah. Why the fuck is that not there? Where's the part of you mean, where's the shitty part of you going, Hey, it's fine. Exactly. We can take a break today. (laughs) We can just take one 
day. Come on, super ego, quit it. And I think that's what weed does. It just silences the smart part of your brain going like, you know what? We might want to shower today. (laughs) Might being the operative word. Yes. It's like, if you don't go poop, what's the point? You're right. You're right. I'll just eat five. I've, I can't count the number of days I've had popcorn for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Really? Yeah. Just just because it's like, I don't want to take That's the, a uh, thing? Yeah. I don't want to take the well, corn pops. <laughs> but I don't, I do like, I, I, just, I you, just make popcorn. And but pork, it's and, only corn-based meals. You do yeah, like just, cornbread <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> it's like, this is stone ground and I'm going <laughs> to pour milk on it. I have a strict corn diet. <laughs> Uh, my shits are weird (laughs) it's more kernel than anything else it just looks like corn kernels that are brownish like that's the whole oh that's awful that's an awful image oh god (laughs) all right digressing digressing no yeah you're always out at comedy do you feel do you feel like a part of the comedy community in sacramento Ooh, that's a good question i don't know I don't know how, like, I'm curious how people feel about that. Like, I, it, it feels like such a high barrier to be in any sort of, like, community. I don't know. It's just, like, yeah. tight. It feels, like, tight-knit. And then, like, if you're not f- best friends with everybody, you're, yeah. like, kind of an outcast. I, like, when you start comedy, you're for sure, everyone hates you. Oh, like, God, who is, yeah. Do you, you ever see someone do comedy for the first time? You're like, who is this fucking asshole thinks he can do comedy? Yeah, and, and then you got to remember, that was me exactly. like two weeks ago. And like, I why? thought I was so important. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think about that community aspect because I feel like yeah. in any community, there's like a bunch of main characters. Yeah, for sure. Does that make sense? Like, there's There's people in the comedy community who I'm pretty sure are... Like, they're the most important people we have. Totally. Like, I've never been the Jeff Winger of any sort of community. Do you watch Community? <laughs> yeah, you watch Community. I oh, love that show. I, I, I'm like one of the extras in the background that they, like, come on for one speaking role. Yeah, you're, like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're whoever Fat Neil hangs out with exactly. when he's not planning to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I wanted, Well, here's the thing, though. And I know, like, I've been around just, like, this year, like, a year. And it's gotten to the point yeah. where I know, like, the guys who are starting now-ish, yeah. they see me as someone who's been around for a while. Interesting. And it's strange because I... They picture you as, like, the Ben Rice character. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm, that's probably pretty accurate. But yeah. then I still have the Ben Rice character in my head, and I still have the Stephen Fury in yeah, my yeah. head of the guys. Those were the guys who I always saw everywhere. And I was like, holy totally. shit, these guys are totally in it. And now it's kind of like... There are people who I know are doing that when they see me, and it's weird. I think that's some sort of part of the comic brain of, like, I'm, no matter how, no matter how much success or anything you get, you always feel garbage, like, no matter what. And then everybody, no matter what anybody else thinks of you, someone could go and be like, I think you're the funniest comic who has ever lived, and you're like, you're fucking wrong. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're even like, you're funny, and I'm like, no, I think you're wrong. Yeah, I disagree. Like, I've, I've noticed this, like, the more you, if you have a recording, even if, even if you did well, the more you listen to it, the more it will sound like you bombed. Dude, oh, hell yeah. Like, I can't... You ever, you ever, like, record a set where you're like, dude, that was, that was solid. Everyone was on board, it was laughs, you listen to it, and you're like, oh my god. 
it's like, well, they didn't laugh as hard at that exactly. part. Exactly. Like, I and felt like, that they liked me so much. It's like, was why did I think I did good there? Oh, I was watching someone smile. So actually, that part sucked, too. And then by the end, you're like, I can't ever listen to this. Exactly. This God. is garbage. I hate listening to myself. I record every set, but I fucking hate listening to it. Oh, God, yeah. Ugh. There are some sets I record just because the ritual of setting up the recorder is what's important. Interesting. Like, like, there are some sets I can't... Like, you have, like, a real recorder, right? Yeah, I have a little black thing with yeah. a little, little red light. But if I had a phone that could do it, it would oh, be... Yeah. It's just, like, there's there's just this weird sort of, a like... The way I think about it is um, the only in the only sense that I have, like, a time clock, like, I'm taking yeah. this seriously like it was work, mm-hmm. is that I have a recorder. Oh, okay. Because that's my time clock. So you're like, this isn't it. all just going to go out into space. Yeah, like, I'm you're, gonna... fight, you're demanding that this is a real thing yeah, that I you're need, doing. Yeah, I need like a product. I need something <laughs> yes. I've gotten out of this. Even if you'll never see it or use it. Yeah, like if, <laughs> yeah. I, could, if I could just say like, oh, I have a set list yeah, yeah. and that counts, that's fine. But stand-up has to be spoken in front of people yeah, so yeah, you yeah. have to record it. Totally. And that's my only, like, record of I've done The fact that you did something for the past seven nights? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Like, I have, in my recorder, I have, like, like something like 230-something recordings. Yeah. That I'm like, okay, I've done stand-up comedy at least 230 times. Yes. (laughs) Give or take. That's a number, man. It's not very high. That's pretty But when I think about it, like, that's not high at all. I mean, it's high for a year? Yeah. But you've been more than a year. Year. When did you start? I started in... June of last year. Okay. I started in July of last year. Really? And then disappeared for like nine yeah, months. What, what, <laughs> what happened to you? Because here's the thing. Like when you were coming around. Yeah. When you were coming around in the first place and yeah. you did that set, it was with the. You've done that same five minutes for a long time with the liquid bleach thing. Oh, yeah. That was one of the first jokes I ever wrote. Yeah. I, rem- yeah. I remember you came around a lot, and I was like, those jokes really yeah, yeah. really work, and he's funny. And I had, I was, like, a and, couple jokes. And then you disappeared, and I was like, well, he must have been in the scene for a long time. I was just <laughs> taking a break or something. Like, See? That's the weird thing. You assumed that, like, I was cool, and then I'm sitting here like, <laughs> nobody likes me. I'm like... <laughs> Fetal position under my bed, like I'm nobody. Nobody cares about me. Like fucking assuming everyone hates me, but no, I thought it would be like fine to take a ton of time off to like quote. My excuse was I was like focusing on work, which I did work a lot, but like, but it was just a cop out. For yeah, me. and I was like, I had a moment where I was like, this could be the time. Like I could just quit doing stand up forever, and yeah. then it would all just go away. Like, yeah. I hadn't told anybody. It was all like under the table. I was like, no strings attached. I could just go away. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, this could just be it. I just could just have never do this again. Yeah, but yeah. then you, but then you've kind of you've been coming out a lot more. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to be as much as I can. I, I sort of turned off the whole because I do like freelance work and stuff and like build websites. Yeah. In my free time, and now I'm like, well, I'm not doing that anymore. You've uh, built, see, see, that's the, see, that's the thing that you have a freelance type gig where you could do that. That means you could be doing comedy like a ton for sure. I mean, I I would do freelance stuff after work. I do do a nine to five though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at, at a tech broy startup, that's pretty sweet. We're changing the world one app at a time. <laughs> <laughs> What you gotta do, man, is pay those pay those comedy bills. No <laughs> bills of. What's your well? How do you feel about stand up? What do you mean? Like, how Just, do you feel about like how do, like in relation to like what's going on in your life? Oh, like, where does stand up sit? 
Uh, right now, it's sitting so high above everything else. It's like... Really? It, it, yeah. It had taken a backseat for the longest time, and I basically forgot how to do stand-up. I don't know. If I don't do stand-up for a week, like, I forget how to oh, do it. I'm like, yeah. how do I... God! Like, I haven't done stand-up in two days, and I'm like, D- I get up on a stage? Yeah, like, you feel antsy, yeah. right? Yeah, and I'm like, like, wait, I'm not going to remember how to do that again. Like, how... <laughs> I, I, I gotta do something about this. Yeah. No, but, uh... But yeah, man, I've just been working at it. I feel like I suck, and everyone else is great. I just have, I just have, I, no matter how, if people tell me I'm funny, whatever, I don't know. I just hate myself too yeah. much to, to agree with them. Like, I don't even like people who like me anymore. Really? Because I'm like, you're wrong. They're like, you're a cool person. I'm like, no, you're no, wrong. You're, you're incorrect. The, the, this, this is this is a mess. But then someone like shits on me, and I'm like, you get it. Let's hang out. <laughs> <laughs> we should do. We could be. We could be friends. Yeah, we can. We can chill because you you're aware of what you're getting yourself in. You know what I thought about? Exactly. I thought about this because, like. I know I have jokes that work. Yeah. Like, that's something I have to remind myself of yeah, yeah, a lot of the time. Like I have jokes that are funny totally. that work all the time. If I do a joke that works and I get laughs from it, at some level it's like those laughs almost feel hollow. Totally. Because it's like you it's not, yeah, 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 yeah. you just did the thing that you like you're a coward. Like I did a good joke which yeah, makes yeah. me a coward. Like <laughs> does that make sense? Yes. It's like why the fuck didn't you do the joke that you don't even know the words? Totally. For it's like wow, that was so safe of you. Yeah. Really, really risky. Which is not even real. That's not even yeah, yeah. a real emotion. I should <laughs> no. I should feel good that it's like, oh no, I wrote this thing that works in all these places and it just feels like fucking garbage. Yeah. It's uh we all have I feel like every comic hates themselves on the inside. If you if you're like a confident person, you're not going to be good at anything comedy yeah. related. I feel like, right? Well, yeah, I think it's I at don't some level you have to fake confidence to be stand up. Oh you know, else, yeah, yeah. Like, you got to be up on stage and be like, "Y'all drinking tonight?" Like <laughs> trying to pretend like you're actually comfortable talking in front of people. <laughs> I think you're right. I think there is kind of a there's a weird kind of consistency amongst the personalities that yeah, are, yeah. that are into doing this where it's like cuz you lack confidence but then you're you're trying to seek approval. Totally. It's so weird. I'm like I I I hate attention from strangers, but all I do at night is go and try and get attention from strangers. I don't <laughs> it, it literally makes no fucking sense. Like I hate like I would hate being my my people the people at my work know I do comedy. Yeah. Cuz I changed my schedule specific like they were like why do you need to change it? And I was like because I need to get off of this time. I need to go places. <laughs> and they understood. They were cool. But now they know I do comedy. So now they yeah, ask me go. to do jokes you from gonna... time to time. And I'm like, I can't. I can't. I got, I got this joke for you. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and then you're like, you don't want anyone to pay attention not no. only to you, but the fact that you do this. Totally. Like, and then... That's even more of something that you feel self-conscious about. Yes. And yeah. then if you're in a group of people who don't do comedy and you say anything funny... Like, you're not a funny person then. They just go, oh, is that one of your bits? Or, oh, God. Or they go, hey, is that one of your skits? <laughs> like, no, it's not one of my skits. One thing I've noticed, if, uh, there, are pe- there are people in my life who I've, I hang out with sometimes who've never seen me do comedy. Yeah. And I sit and I just hang out with them. And the whole time I'm hanging out with them, I have, like, like the recorder going on in my head. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to remember everything they're doing. 
<laughs> I feel like I'm tagging my own life as I'm just kind of hanging out in this boring, mundane yeah. shit. Because it like when you remember that, like, oh, I can I tell jokes to people mm-hmm. as a as an aspect of my personality. Then it's like it modifies how you relate to regular people. Totally. Yeah, because like I, I was hanging out with some people and they were showing me their wedding photos. That's yeah. all they were doing. They were showing me they were getting married and they were. Yeah, you're me like this isn't a thing, right? Yeah, and I'm watching it and I'm like, what would make? I'm watching. I'm looking at them show me wedding yeah. photos and I'm like, how could I tag this? <laughs> like, and my immediate thought was, okay, each photo they're getting more and more intimate until finally ends with a kiss, and then the next photo is a new set. And I'm like, I feel like the next photo should be you fucking like. <laughs> that was a thought I had, and I stuck yeah. to it. I'm like, that would be so funny and i'm like you're this just trying is... to get laughs like yeah, you was... have an internal laugh meter and if you don't get it like <laughs> if you don't get I'm it leaking. Too... i'm leaking i'm leaking with joy <laughs> i need these laughs like i to one of my friends recently we were like sitting having lunch or something like that and like a co-worker and he was like said something and he's like a funny dude so he like said a joke but he said like a group of three things and the second thing he said was the funniest thing and everyone starts laughing and I was like, Hey man, you should have said that one the third time. It would have like I'm like telling of joke structure. It's like rule of like, three, fucking asshole. It's you're simple. A hack. It's day one. You are a non comedian hack. I don't like I kinda wo- hate that though. I, I hate I that hate word that. hack. Why? I the word? Yeah, like why? Well why? what were you saying you hated? What? Well, you said you were hating something, and then I said I hate the word hack. Oh, I was hating that about myself, that I oh, do that. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> like, you you hear people talk, and you're like, the structure's wrong. Exactly. That no, setup was that. too long. But wait, why do you hate the word hack? I hate the word hack because no one can agree what it means. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I've noticed... Hack, it, it, it's just some mystical word that people use to describe something that they don't like. Yeah. Or something I, that's been done before. Like I, a... I feel like when people say hack, what they really mean is bad. I guess or that so, just, yeah. I don't like this. But they yeah. use the word hack because, well, as a comic, totally. I have you to use the use, comic word. You gotta use the lingo. Yeah. But it's like, if you look at the things that, that most people call hack, there's like almost nothing in common okay, if like, with them, really. If a comic in Sacramento does the same five minutes for a year, uh, you're, you'd be stamped a hack, right? I think you would be stamped yeah. a hack, but I don't know if that's what... that. So, I don't think that's what hack is. Okay. So, I think I think that's that's lazy or f- or fearful. Yeah, maybe or lacks work ethic. But does that mean you're hacky? I don't. Yeah, know. I don't know. <laughs> the word it is a mystical word. Yeah, the only the nothing. only like the only definition I found that really makes sense for me is like if I think that's John Gamora. John Gamora, you garbage, garbage human being. No, but it's uh basically it's if you have a joke. That is operating at a level that's very simple. Yeah. Like it's focused on like basically like a, a stereotypical thing that people would laugh at. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it focuses on like simple like – Like oh. easy? Yeah, like yeah, easy yeah. stuff. And my the way I equate it is like hat comedy is like pop music. Yeah, yeah. Where, oh yeah, true. Like if there was a comedy, it's just easy, simple, yeah, yeah like, easy, simple stuff. Like there was, if there was a comedy station, you put it on the radio, like a top totally. forty comedy station, it would be hack comedy. Yeah, and then good comedians, but their hackiest bits, <laughs> and that's all it would be. Yeah, true. And that's 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 the only I think I can think of when people say because when the, people say hack, that's what I think. Yeah, and, like and, have you seen that video where it's like the two? It's actually comedy dudes. And they're like, uh, it's a whole like, and then I got off the bus joke joke structure. Have you seen that? Where it's like, 
they're talking about how hack it is to set up a joke like I woke up and jerked off this morning and then I got off the bus like you oh, see what I did there and this is the misdirection out. Yeah. you thought I was at home but oh no I was on a bus that makes it so much funnier like that kind of easy way to get a shock laugh yeah that's like that's that's like the 808 beat yeah yeah, yeah. that is the 808 <laughs> beat of comedy uh, that is the pit bull of comedy right there <laughs> The rule of three is like the Kesha of comedy. <laughs> but no, yeah, like I, I totally get how people could say that's that's hacky because it's a simple yeah, yeah. structure. But I also feel like, well, you can use like there's only so many tricks we have. That's true. It's like there's only so many ways I can say this that I know will work or yeah, that I sure. that I can just take the risk and see if it'll work. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean... Maybe not. Maybe there's a way. I, I don't know. I, I think officially the word hack we should we should trash it. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. doesn't it, it doesn't mean anything at all. Yeah, it's just a word that we like to say, and it bothers me because comedians will say hack all the time, and it makes you sound like a smart comedian though. Like, yeah, I saw him the other day. So hack, like yeah, you're wait, way better. And it's like, eh, and then you're you just, just want to be like, well, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> what was hacky? And then they're just like, well, it's, well, he was kind of funny. He got some laughs, but I didn't approve of the way. He got some laughs, <laughs> and I heard it at an open mic last week. <laughs> That's not fucking hack. I, don't, I don't know. It mm. just, it's its strange to me because at, at some level I feel like if you're doing comedy, you need to be very aware yeah. of the words you're using. Oh, for sure. Because that's all you got. Yeah. And you need to be aware of how they work, and it just seems like it's so intrinsic that that word has the has no meaning but we somehow all get it yeah yeah it's just weird <laughs> it's just a way to bash other comics it really is i'm just i'm gonna just call start pal- calling people i've been calling people garbage lately Dude, who started that because i've been saying that all the time too was it was john it gamora fucking john gamora at, well, if you listen to this you garbage john gamora <laughs> you piece of trash i messaged him today. it's halloween as we're recording this i messaged john oh, it is i messaged him i was like okay here's my ideas for costumes i want to be Either human garbage or slutty dumpster. <laughs> and he messaged back. He was like, uh, slutty dumpster, show off your legs. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking guy. That does dude it, is an asshole. Does it bother He's... you that you guys are almost twinsies? Like, does that affect you? <laughs> no, not really. People say that all the time, though. It is kind of like... I'm trying to think about what it is, and I'm thinking it's yeah, like, I don't know. It's the hair kind of. Yeah, I mean, we're both like tall, tall tallish, tall, white feminine guys. white guys. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I feel like the shoes. Oh yeah, we are, we're always on our shoe game. Your for shoe game sure. is on point. It's very much so. Sock game, hell yeah. It's kind of like um, like you wear glasses, so you're like the Clark Kent of the equation. Yes, and then you take the glasses off. And John Gamora is the human garbage Superman <laughs> of the equation. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's pretty true. Has that have, has anyone ever like gotten you confused like for the other? Like, has anyone Not ever really? But people like poke at that all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. Is it I bo- mean, it's so it, it, it's easy at this point. Like, I'm a horribly feminine person. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would do I would do jokes about it. How like so like I. 
grew up going to like a religious school, grew up religious and like went there. When you're at religious school where you're at church, it's like you're going to hell if you're gay. So that means that like nobody's going to think that anyone's gay, right? So they're all just ignoring everything. Uh-huh. But then like I came to comedy, whatnot, and everyone's like, hey, are you gay? And I'm like, I'm feminine, but no, I'm not. And then they're, they're just like, we don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Even it's got It doesn't add up. No, it doesn't. It doesn't add up. Ah, <laughs> oh, but man, so uh, I, th- I thought of like, I should just come out just because it would be so much easier to explain myself to people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't have so, to deal with it. Like, I should just say, yeah, they can't ask you any questions after you say yes. Like, if you say no, then you're, like, defending yourself, and they're like, whoa, maybe you're, <laughs> whoa. But if I just say yes, I'm just like, fucking, <laughs> just sure. Just to make them shut up. Yeah, shut your, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, God. You've started talking about it on stage a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Because I, I think it's a funny part about me. Yeah. It's hard to tune into that, though. Right? Yeah. Like, to think about the things that are just specifically funny about... Kind of. Life. Do you I don't know. For me, I just think about what's horrible about myself all the time, though. Like... Really? Yeah, for sure. Do you take issue with, with yourself and your appearance and all that stuff, like, a lot? Like, I don't have an issue with it. It would just be easier if it didn't exist. I don't know. Like... I don't know how to describe that. So, like, I, I, I used to be way more fashionable, by the way. Like, <laughs> you're still pretty goddamn fashionable. Three, dude, three years ago, I would have come in here with like a bow tie. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're one of the only human beings where, where if you wore a bow tie, I'd be like, that yeah, checks out. Yeah, that's, yes, okay, <laughs> sure. Oh god! But then people started wearing bow ties. It became hack. And I'm like, <laughs> Fucking axe wearing their bow ties. <laughs> so you used to be way more fashionable. Yeah, I did. And then I, because that was like one of the things, like that's what I stamped myself as. I was like, I'm like a fashion. I, I used to like try to label myself as things. I noticed a ton of people do that too. Like, uh, I'm a nerd, so I have to read comic books. And like, I started doing that for a while. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm, I'm self-conscious. So I'm going to start reading comic books. And then like two years later, I'm like, I don't really actually like this very much. Oh, okay. And so I don't know the whole like, I love Star Wars. I'm such a nerd. I got to fit into this little nerd box. I got to fit into like this little fashion box. And then I'm like, I don't have to wear ties every day. Like <laughs> I can, I can mix and match. So I feel comfortable with like looking appropriate, but without like having to deal with all that bullshit. So it's kind of like, know. it's kind of like it felt like if you wanted to claim this identity, it had to either be all or, or nothing. Like you have to do all of it or you can't do yeah, kind of. And then also the the idea that, like, we're all nothing and we're all everything at the same time. So, like, why put yourself in a box for something? Yeah, that's a weird way to think about it. Yeah, like, you don't want to put yourself as just, like, a little nerd box. Because, like, nobody is 100% a nerd, like, and, yeah. and nothing else. Yeah, and then and then if you do think of yourself that way, well, that kind of seals you off. Totally. From thinking about what experiences you can have just out Totally, and then you're like part of as a person in the world. Yeah, and then once you like start to identify as that, you're like, uh, oh, I can't go out and have fun at a bar. I'm a nerd. Nerds don't do that. Yeah, 
But then it's like, well, I mean, you can be a person. Totally. You can be a person <laughs> and like nerdy things. Yeah. I, I, I struggle with that from time to time. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I deal with, like, I do feel like a nerd yeah, yeah. most of the time. But then I'm like, well, I could, I could go do something cool that a nerd probably wouldn't. Totally. But then it's but like, you, and you, you shouldn't feel guilty yeah, for that for like then, not yeah, being the nerd. And then you feel nerd. guilty, like yeah, you betrayed yeah. part of who you for are. For sure, and that's uh, not fair. It's not fair to anybody. I don't know. I think that's the whole nerd movement that ha- is happening now. Oh, well, like the real nerds and the I fake mean, nerds. Yeah, when I say happening now, I meant two years ago. Now it's like now cool it's, to say that like the nerd movement isn't nerdy. Now it's I think pretty, it's yeah, it's no, so it's meta not, at this point. It's not. At all. <laughs> It's like nerds are this subgroup that's kind of falling apart. Now it's gamers. Gamers are the ones who feel they have to kind of yeah, set up their shit and defend it. Totally. And then like... Basically through rape and death threats. Oh, God. That's <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm just not going to talk about the whole Gamergate thing. What is it? Gamergate? Yeah, Gamergate. It's so fucking sad. I was just about to start talking about it. I'm like, I'm just going to bury myself into a hole. Yeah, you're going to be... But you're just feminine enough that you're going to start getting threats. That's the sad part. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're going to rape you. It's <laughs> oh, awful. Oh, no. It's so terrible. What I will say is that like, if you like gaming, you should game... And you shouldn't, like, have to bring in everything that comes with that. Like, yeah. Or you should, know. or you should, like, it's kind of like, it's that thing, like, where if you have any aspect of you that you hinge your personality on entirely. Yeah. The, anything that challenges that is, like, it's like a, a, like a threat to, like, it's like a threat on your life. Yeah, yeah, Like, literally, like, you feel, like, threatened. Totally. Because it's like, well, I don't understand myself. Yeah, in, for sure. In, in any other way. I, or guess we're, I guess we're all just trying to understand ourselves in some point where it's like, uh, might as well just label myself as all these things if it'll make me sleep at night. Yeah, <laughs> if it makes me, like, it, I feel safe. My identity is like a sweater. I can <laughs> exactly. And it keeps me safe. And then if someone tries to take my sweater, well, it's like, I'll be cold. <laughs> and now I have to fight. But it's like, you also have pants. And now I, well, now I have to set up a noose and I have to send some messages <laughs> on Twitter and death threats. <laughs> oh, God. Do you ever, uh, I was thinking earlier, sorry to change the subject. No, it's this okay. is just in my mind. Uh, earlier when you were saying, you were talking about John Gamora the thought popped into my mind, like, I always do this thing where if I'm hanging around with somebody, like, it doesn't, it has to be for, like, five minutes. And, like, I start absorbing their cadence completely. Yes. I am, like, because yes, like, I all the time. I do that, like, I'll hang out with Idris for ten minutes and be like, yeah, man, that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> and then, well, John Gamora sounds like that, too. But, yeah. or I'll hang out with him and be like, you garbage, bitch, yeah. Like, it's just like. <laughs> For me, I don't know. It's just like fun to do that. Some people more than others. Yeah, I yeah. noticed some people their cadence is way more infectious. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Hang out, I hang out with Emma Haney. Yeah, yeah. I've described Emma as like a social illness, where she, you, yeah, anytime she talks to anybody, dude, you'll you'll know they were hanging out with totally. her because they'll talk like her without because it sounds cool. Totally. And like, I'll listen. I gotta be careful when I listen to comedy albums on the days oh, dude, when I, I perform do that too. Because like, if I if I listen to the wrong thing, yes, it's gonna fuck me up. Like, there's like a cocktail of the right comics I need to listen to, totally. and I'll have I'll sound authentic. If I listen I to the wrong shit, it 
fucks me. That makes me think that none of us have any idea what we're doing, and we're just trying to copy other people to make ourselves feel good about it. But that's it. part of it. <laughs> yeah, I for actually sure. think that's part of it. I, like, I think so too. Like I remember a lot of a lot of comics. They talk about how you know their first couple years they spend sounding to them like the people they idolize. Totally. And that makes sense because it's like, well, you don't know how to be a good comedian, so you'll try to be like a good comedian. Totally. You're trying to like copy. Yeah. In terms of like uh, how they sound, like the the, pr- the presence you want to bring to stage. Because yeah, you're yeah. just, you're learning that. You don't know how to do that yet. Totally. And then after a few years, you're like, well, I don't, I can, you still We'll see that, but it's kind of shed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it's more clear. That is, yeah, that's just weird. Are you are you an empath? An empath? Are you are you empathetic? Are you do you absorb the emotions of everybody around you? Yeah, like because you you seem like you have some like edge towards you though. You're angry. You're like you got some like heat in you. Yeah, I do. You got some like some. I deserve. I don't know. Yeah, I do. I I get that. I do yeah, have yeah. the the anger, the on stage anger. Well, I mean, I I was talking about this with someone about what the anger is. Yeah, and how it works. And the way I the best way I could describe it is it's like it's like a frustration that we're not connected. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm ang like the way I describe it is like I am so angry that we do not love each other. Like that's that's the actual like that's the way I can describe it. Yeah. Because you... when I cuz when I'm on stage, I'm angry, but yeah. not at anybody in the room. Totally. And not at anybody like even people that aren't in the room. Like my anger is kind of like I'm using the anger to get at this other thing. Huh. Cuz that's the only way I understand it. And I get angry off stage also, but it's again, it's it's built around like I'm way more like touchy feely emotional okay. off stage or just quiet. Like totally. I just I just listen to But do to you people. feel like inside do you feel frustration a lot? Oh god, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Do you do, are you frustrated with other things or are you frustrated with yourself? I'm frustrated. Ooh, that's a I'm good I'm interviewing question. you now. It's okay. <laughs> that's how it works. It's that's a back and forth. It's a back and forth. See, I, I just that's, that's a fucking <laughs> Emma Haney thing. Yeah, it is. No, I did the Emma Haney just back and forth. Like, oh my god! <laughs> it's like, shut up, girl. Who that? Who that? Um, <laughs> all that was that. All, all that jelly, all that no, jelly toast. no toast. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, and I want to so do it. Great. Ah, I just want to live in that all the time. <laughs> Be like, I don't. I, like, I, do I get frustrated with others or myself, or other things or myself? I feel like. Um, I'll tell you what I am. Go ahead, do it. I gotta, I gotta think of my answer. I see. Like I said earlier, I'm so much of an empath. I absorb everyone else's emotions, and I hate myself and think that everyone else like is way, way better than me. So yeah. I'm like, so if someone cuts me off, like on the road, like I, I don't have the anger thing inside it. Like I have none of that entitlement. I'm like, you're right. That was probably my fault. I'm sorry. Oh like, yeah, I, yeah. I have I the whole that. like, I'm sorry. I'm garbage. Is like how I feel on the inside all the time. Yeah, I get that. I do that a lot. But then yeah. I also, I also kind of like, I, I do have like a fuck you mentality. Yeah. In that huh. regard, like I like something. I have to do this thing. I have to check myself a lot because I'll take other people's success very personally. 
Interesting. Which is not healthy. Like when anyone, anyone that's a very funny thought. <laughs> anytime <laughs> anyone you're taking gets... <laughs> someone else's success personally, like oh, so that's what you're gonna do. Yeah, you're gonna get a promotion at me. Oh, like, okay. that's stupid. You're gonna book that gig. That's what you're gonna do to me. You did that to me. That's what I think, and huh. I I have a lot of trouble. Like I have to. I I notice it all the yeah, time, yeah. but it's all insecurity, right? Yeah, it's yeah. all insecurity because I'm always it's me comparing myself to them and feeling like, well, I have to be totally equal to or better, which is not I think, true. I think the key to happiness is not comparing yourself to other people, but that is not attainable. I don't think like the not comparing yourself. You gotta keep yeah. You gotta not. You gotta always like if you want to live that way, it's like a constant. That's like what the Buddha. That's what the Buddha said. You gotta like it's it's nonstop. It's a process. You totally. Know, like enlightenment is the journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just you trying to fucking push push away all that stuff that gets in the way of what you really want, which is like you know happiness totally. or fulfillment. So if you're focused on fucking someone else's success and and how you don't have that, yeah, yeah, then you're not. You can't be happy. That's why I love like comics love to talk trash and shit, but. It really t- talking trash is just like, hey, just wanna. Uh, I'm gonna talk shit so I feel better about myself. Like, <laughs> just to let you guys know, I don't really hate these people. I I just feel very attacked by their uh, their happiness, their happiness, and their joy and their yeah. success. Fuck those people. Totally, I do kind of have that fuck you when someone's like genuinely happy and like Jesus. Like, but, but then there are moments when you gotta like when you see. When that perceived anger kind of melts away, and you kind of real, you, you kind of feel like an idiot. Yeah, because there was totally yesterday. Um, I was at. I went. To, did you go to the John Mulaney show? I did. I went Wednesday. Oh, it was a good show, right? It's fucking great. Fucking was Seton as tired on Wednesday? He he looked like the road had destroyed him. Maybe I. We showed up a couple minutes late, but I caught like ten minutes of his set, and the crowd wasn't into it. Like he had some funny jokes, but for some reason the crowd wasn't into that. Jesus! It could have been. It could have been because he was exhausted. He yeah, tried like, to, I remember he tried to lean up on the back wall at punch. Yeah, and it's not a real wall, and he like almost fell through. It's like a like the cityscape back. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a banner kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, it's he did like yesterday. He he uh, he performed and he was fucking on. It was, okay, it was wonderful, but. At the when he was hanging out in the back, he was like you could tell he was sitting in a chair. Yeah, and I swear I saw him go like this and then like snap back. Yeah, like it was like his eyes were fluttering. <laughs> he was like, like he. I, you could I tell could, he got off a red eye and like went to IHOP. Like he like, had like I felt like he had to stay standing up because yeah, if he yeah. sat down for even a second, he would pass out. Yeah, because he was like, yeah, I've only been in two hours of sleep for like three days. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, that's the road. And Jesus, um, shit. but I was at the show. And Mikey Winfeld was there. Nice. And he's and Mikey is fucking hilarious. And I remember I was like, I, I have a lot of, like, I, I don't know Mikey very well. I've only seen him, like, at Mike's and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I see him, I get really intimidated. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, I love having him around. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like having him around. Totally, because you can't feel comfortable. Yeah. Because you're always insecure about how not funny you are. Yeah, especially yeah. when you compare yourself totally. to him. And it's like, I don't even think he's a, he's no. probably aware of that. But it's <laughs> like, I, I, I compare myself to Mikey and I'm like, I'm never, like, I actually have this thought whenever I see him, like, I'm never going to be that comfortable. <laughs> I'm never going to be that funny. Totally. Or that able to, like, make a crowd love me so instinctively. Totally. Like, I see that. I'm like, motherfucker. And then right before, he was like, 
Jojo, could you record me? Like, yeah. He's like, he asked me to record his set very nicely. And I was like, okay. And he had this really old, I, busted recorder. Yeah. And I was like, I'll figure it out. And I was like, this is humbling. Like, this is, this is like, this is humbling for me. It's like, always I, interesting when you catch a glimpse of, like, how someone actually feels on the inside like that. Yeah. Like, he probably is constantly filled with terror and panic, like everyone else. Yeah, like all of us. Totally. And there's just some ass, like, and that's, and here's what's fucked up. I think that that uh, part of being a comic is you hide that. Yeah. But then you become blinded to when other people are hiding it. Totally. Because that's like, all we fucking do. Exactly. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that really, if, if you have Taryn, like, having a good show is making the audience comfortable in liking you and then enjoying your jokes. Like, if you're not making the audience comfortable, like, if you're terrified and panicky up on stage, like, uh, you're going to go yeah, nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, so you got that mask. It's like, which I feel like is a mask we all kind of want to have all the time of, like, I'm confident. I know what I'm doing. I'm great, you know? Yeah. But then you hop off stage and the the nervous people, like, have a high opinion of you. And you're like, <laughs> don't have a high. I'm not, like, I, it's like probably why they say never meet your heroes. Because, like, you have an opinion of them so much higher than they probably have an opinion of themselves. And then that just leads to, I don't know, you're not going to go anywhere with talking to someone who who you adore more than like, I'm trying to think if somebody adored me, like I couldn't stand that. I'm like, no, you can't, you're not allowed to. Yeah. And that's, and that's what's sad. Like you, you feel like the mask is what, they are, yeah, yeah, and you have an inability to see them as a complete human, totally being. Like I, like my, like my favorite, my absolute favorite, like comedy guy, other than like Bill Hicks, is Mark Maron. Like he's yeah. my favorite living comic for sure. And I went to go see him at uh, the Nevada City. Film oh yeah, I was, Festival. I was there. I went to the show after you. Oh, you did? Yes, oh. we talked about this. Oh, yeah, you did. Did I tell you? Did what you I go with John? I went, I, well, we we both went, but yeah, I went with John. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, we sat together because it was, like, in a fucking prom Yeah. Like, what the fuck was that? There was a disco ball. Did you see the disco ball? The boys called the Miner's Foundry. Oh, my God. I saw a Pink Floyd cover band play there recently. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. No, it was a good show, but did you you meet him? I I met him after, and here's the thing. Um, When I met him, this was the second time I ever saw him. The first time I saw him was, like, a year and a half prior. Okay. And I was like... I I like I said so, I said something to him that was kind of odd, not odd. I was like as as I was walking away, like we took pictures, yeah, and yeah. We signed a thing, and I was walking away, and I said, uh, I was like, thank you for making people feel less alone. And he was like, what? Really? He said what? He's like he didn't hear me. Oh, okay. And I was like, I said, uh, yeah, thanks for making people feel less alone. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> and then a year later, a year and a half later, I'm like, well, I'm gonna see him again. Yeah. What should I say? I'll say the exact same thing. Did you say the same thing? I said the exact same thing. That seems pretty powerful, though. That sentence is pretty... Like, I feel like that's what podcasting does. You think? That's what podcasting did for me, dude. I listened to so many podcasts. His included, and, like, I feel like that's what it does. Like, it makes you get to the point with what you're saying, like, quickly? Yeah, well, it kind of, like... The whole make you feeling less alone of, like... uh, Hearing people, like, relating to to other people. That's why the whole movement of, like, uh, people don't want a comic to just go up and 
tell jokes and then you never see them until they come back to your town on the road or whatever. Like they want, they want the whole chicken. They want like, they want like the, they want your interviews. They want, they want Jennifer Lawrence. They don't want a good actress. They want a girl who's like cool and is going to be your best friend and has her little insecurities and like all that stuff. So there's a, there's a desire to like, well, if I, if I'm going to, go to this this person needs to be a part of my life now yeah yeah yeah, for sure and they have to be able to put themselves out there in a way that i can see totally so so that being a a long way of describing what you said to mark (laughs) Merritt, did he did he accept it like do you feel like do you feel like he felt it though yeah he smiled and he was like no problem buddy you're welcome i had a weird I had a run-in with him yeah, at that, that show. Yeah. I was standing. He was like, I was hey, standing. It was, for people who didn't go to this show, it was, okay, there's this stage yes. in this bottom area. Yeah. And then there's this open area. For where and the bar would, is. And he would just walk he just around. Walking, he was walking around. He, he ran into me and I was like, excuse me. Oh, that's Mark Marin." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I was standing in line, and he's sitting like Nick Thune is on stage, which I didn't know he was going to be there. I was Neither pumped. did I. I was pumped about that. Yeah, it was he's super cool. But uh, I was standing in line to get drinks, and he just like walks back, and like because he's the famous one, I've got my eye on where he is at all times, and I'm like, yeah. that's Mark Marin. That's Mark Marin. And uh, he's just like checking his phone, and- totally. And then he like comes up and he makes eye contact with me. I think you could tell I was just like staring at him the whole time. Yeah. And he just like kind of walks up near me, and I was like, uh, "Thanks, man, you're the best." And he just goes, "Thanks, buddy," and like gives me a little fist bump. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "He belittled me by calling me buddy, but oh, hell, if I'll, I'll let him do that." Yeah, it's okay. He can. Yeah. He can do that. Are you good with meeting famous people? Meeting famous people, yeah. like people I really admire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hope that I am. Well, I don't know. I have a feeling like. Uh, if there, if it's a comic, I would probably say yes. Yeah. See, that's the thing for me too. Like I, you feel like you have something in common. Like I went to a Harmontown show in San Francisco last week, and I got to talk to Steve Agee for like ten minutes oh, after wow. the show. Yeah. And it was awesome. He was telling me about how the first time he really ever saw live comedy was at the Sacramento Punchline, where he saw Brian Posehn. Wow. When Brian Posehn was starting in Sacramento, and then like ten years later, they worked together on the Sarah Silverman program. Crazy! And I was like, Holy shit! But I was like a- able to have a conversation because uh, I don't know. At least I could uh, relate somewhat. Yeah. Like, but usually, I just too. I I I don't think I would. Like right now, I'm like, if there was a famous person here, yeah, we'd be cool. We'd be talking. But dude, I get starstruck. I'm like, oh, I just melt. I'm like, you're my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> and that's. But here's the thing. Like, I think that that's that's part of that whole only see the mask thing. Totally. That we do because it's like you don't love. This sounds weird. You don't love them. Yeah, you love their work. You love their work. You love how their work makes you feel. Yeah. That's what you really love. Totally. It's not so much they they did it, but they're almost like separate to it a little bit they shouldn't be for sure but it does feel kind of separate like like ideally their work is super close to who they are so you do feel like a connection but really like the thing that you unless you know them totally the thing you truly love is that way you feel when you like experience that thing they do true which is like that's good yeah you're blowing my dick hole off (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a good that's a good little pete holmes gem that you can have Oh, that that's Pete fun. Holmes. Yeah, man. This is this is cool. That you're gonna stop after 52 episodes. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, I did. A, I did. I had a few podcasts back in the day. How many podcasts did you have? 
I probably had like three. Podcasts that actually went more than two episodes, just one. How many episodes did it go? I feel like we did a good like 40 or something. Ooh, that's a good run. Yeah, that's it a was an iOS game reviews podcast where we'd uh, review games for iOS for like the iPhone and iPad. Crazy. It got too expensive though because we'd be spending like 20 bucks a week on games. Did you get like a lot of listeners? Yeah, we had... Like, I think at the peak, we're getting, like, 15,000 people an episode. Dude, you could make cash with that shit. dude. (laughs) Uh, But then it was the whole thing of, like, wait, these people actually like it? Uh, I'm a sellout now. I don't like this shit. And we just stopped it. Like, I I don't know what it is. It's like... I'm I'm terrified of people liking me. Oh, God, yeah. Because they're wrong. (laughs) <laughs> so like four times this podcast. So they're, they're, you don't. You but just you're wrong. Don't do get insecure. It. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. like I, I'm going to do the 52, which of really there's like two of them. One of them is going to not even be like an episode, and that's okay. in a little bit. I'm going to just have this one episode where it's just like here are the highlights of the first six months. Got it. And then the next, and then the last one is going to be somebody I don't know who it is yet who's huh. just going to interview me. Oh, interesting. And it's going to be Jojo Lewis as told by. Huh. And that's going to be the end of the way it that's is beautiful. now. I'm probably going <laughs> to I'm going to keep the liquor lamp it like as a as a label. That's just mine now. Yeah, yeah. I just like having that as an identity. <laughs> I do. It's like that lamp. That lamp is you, man. That lamp is me. That's everything I want to be because it is a everything I it's feel like inside. It's beautiful on the inside and badass on the outside. It, it's a glowing bottle. Of alcoholic rainbows. That's that's how I. That's your comedy think of album myself. title. <laughs> alcoholic rainbows. That's that's Jojo Lewis uh, two. Glowing <laughs> bottle of alcoholic rainbows. This should be your next podcast. <laughs> Just archive the liquor lamp. Oh, Just God. have all the episodes up, and then now there's a new one. Check them out here now. Oh God, that's awesome. How do you how do you feel? Like in terms of what? I don't know. Just in general. What's the haps? What, what are your insides? How do you how are you feeling about comedy? What why did you why did you start comedy? Why did I start comedy? Yeah, um, I've talked about this. Did a you bunch did you, times. really? But yeah, it's basically. Oh, I'll tell you. It's basically like I was in grad school. I still am in grad school. Oh, kind you're of. smart. But I was in grad school, and I was noticing that the further in I got into the academic world, the more I realized I hate this. And not only did I hate it. I hated what it was making me become, huh. and I was like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Yeah. Is I was doing it because I had done it for so long. And then I was like, on a whim, I had this report I had to do, and it was like, you need to tell, because I was studying English, they were like, you need to find something that we can talk about related to language or writing. And I was like, well, who do I know of who's an opinion I respect of someone who writes that mm-hmm. I'm known, that is known for their being a good writer? Yeah. And I was like, I really like George Carlin. So I found a George Carlin bit, which was the one about euphemistic language. Okay. It's like he talks about how words change over time. Dude, he's a fucking genius. It was awesome. And I, was, I, I remember listening to this bit. It wasn't even a bit. He was reading from his book. It wasn't a bit. It was just him reading this section okay. of, of, I think it was Brain Droppings. And as it, it was done reading it, I started crying. Was it, the one, was it the one where he's talking about how, like, shell shock changed? That's it. Yes. That's the one. Yes. Yeah, and I listened that to that. That was powerful. And I was like, at the end of it, I was literally crying. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't understand, and I couldn't understand why. Yeah. 
So I just started like, I, this is interesting to me. And I, then that day I started like looking at lots of stand up. Huh. Like, I didn't even know why I was like, you just got hungry and started. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I got to start looking at, I was like, I need to look at stand up. Like that week I went out and bought a book on how to write jokes. What book was it? Uh, the Comedy Bible by Judy Carter. Dude, I fucking read that book. Every every comic I feel <laughs> yeah. like I've ever met read that book. And are you are you everyone? Do you remember the rule? What does every joke need? Uh, I don't know. I I didn't take the test. Oh. <laughs> I was I, every I, joke needs an act out. <laughs> an act out? Oh, really? Every, that's what she says. Every joke needs an act out and then a mix in. Is when you move to See, an act out. A couple of those. Like, yeah. so, you could tell some of it was dated, but like overall, like that. It gave you like, what I liked about it was like, well, this gives me a way to think about jokes. Totally, it's like now I know how to think about them. Do you always think in jokes now? Yeah, I think in tags and I think in jokes. I think in, I always think yeah. about tagging. things. What was your very? Do you remember your very first joke? They got a laugh. No, just like in I don't know in general. Oh Jesus! What was my first joke? Did you ever make have joke? <sighs> okay, I remember Fuck. the very first joke I ever made. I was in like the first time or ever I ever made like a comedy style joke. I was in like the fourth grade or third grade or something like that. Yeah. I was so young and I don't even know if I'd like listened to stand up or whatever. I was a huge fan of like Weird Al and all that shit. I just loved comedy in general. Yeah. But uh I came out so Kirkland signature is, is like the Costco brand or Yeah, yeah. Uh and so I had, like Kirkland potato chips and then I also saw like a Kirkland like bath t- or like a tissue or whatever, like, you know, the tissue box. And like I walked into the living room and my dad is sitting there like watching TV on the couch. I just hold up the chips and I hold up the tissue box. I was like, what do we got? Kirkland chips, Kirkland tissue box. What do they make? Kirkland, Kirkland cars next? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember oh, what reaction awful. that was. It's it was like, just like a horrible joke. And it's like, come on, kid. What are you saying? Exactly. But I was like, yeah, I feel like that was the first time. I feel like the very first joke. Do you ever remember tra- like, trying to get approval from other people as a kid? Like trying to get reactions? Oh, God, yeah. All the yeah. time. All the time. I remember I would memorize stuff from movies and cartoons I liked. Okay, and like recite them back to people. Yeah, and I'm That's good awesome. at it. I'm still good. At it. I still You're still good. <laughs> yeah, like I still watch things and I'll memorize them just because yeah. I want to memorize. I notice what a lot of comics do is like we'll talk about some famous comic, like Hannibal. I feel like even this week we're out sitting out in front of uh, Luna's and someone brought up Hannibal, and there's like five comics. We just start reciting Hannibal's bits that we all like memorized. Yeah, uh, totally, all the time. Yeah, I don't know what that is about us. I think about that from time to time. Yeah. Part of me is it's like. I feel like I've said this before, but it's like I'll res- I'll learn a bit, I'll memorize a bit, because I want to feel what it's like to say a bit that I know works. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> totally. Like but like you said earlier, you have bits that work, but you feel like a hack when you say them on stage. What why? The f- why? 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 It makes no <sighs> sense. Because you know Gaffigan has told his hot pocket joke at least a thousand times. Yeah. Well, he hates that joke. Yeah, he but does. Like, Any people oh, yeah. come up to him and say hot pockets to him all the time. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, horrible. Did you see on CNN where he was like talking about, uh, I don't know, he's talking about like some intense, like women's rights or something like that. And it was like speaking, Jim uh, in quotes, hot, hot pocket, pocket Gaffigan. <laughs> <laughs> like that. 
That's <laughs> that is what he's known for. That's how he's he's like a credible person because his nickname is Hot Pockets, and that's like his catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. Like he just it sticks to him. Uh, he hates that. But yeah, I don't know why we. I guess we all just like to. I think we all assume that other things are like better than what they are in our head for some reason. Like we assume like a bit is perfect, uh, like someone else's bit. Like I, I, I like other people's bits more than I like my bits. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause I, they're like still mystified in my head. Like there's some mystery of how that got somewhere. Well then that could be almost like related to the needing of approval because if we could approve of ourselves, we yeah. wouldn't do this. Oh, hell yeah. Like if we could, if I could just if, if we were all if we were all confident people we'd just be sitting in our houses confident yeah we just we just yeah you know, we just confidently just being confident yeah just like whatever yeah go I'm to good. parties yeah let's go to <laughs> let's go to brunch every day and just talk to random people but then there's like this big empty space that you try to fill up with just whatever exactly and then it's drugs funny. drugs are a thing drugs are very drugs much are a thing. thing eating too much cake. Uh, Are you a cake person? I do love cake. Sometimes I, I'll buy. Sometimes I'll buy like one of those twenty dollars cakes from like Nugget or whatever. Wow. And I'll so you're sweet tooth over. To, oh god, yeah. I I talk a little bit about food on stage, but like I just fucking like cheese. Oh, uh, like fancy anything. cheese? Just no, just like melt anything. It doesn't have to be. It can't be American, but like oh god, I just that that's one of my vices is just overeating. Oh god, yeah. Cheese, carbs, anything. I like what I like to do is I like to get um, that sounds dumb. I get fancy cheeses, like really fancy, like the the ones in the blocks that are not symmetrical, <laughs> and then cut them up and put on like honey and fucking like almonds and shit. Damn, and just eat it. That <laughs> so you're definitely a sweet tooth. Oh god, but yeah. why? I guess we do that because we want our body to feel how our emotions feel. Like I want right? to feel sweet. i guess so do you feel sweet i was going for more like the feel horrible because you're not gonna feel good after eating that no after eating a whole cake like you're not going to be like i just had a delicious piece of cake i'm trying to eat this whole pizza so i'm cement so you know what yeah i feel as bad as i feel that way right now yeah you you didn't see me but i ate like three four pieces of pizza before you got here i saw there's like half a piece of pizza on the table yeah it's just wait just when we're done i'm gonna eat it cold oh dude there's a crust over there (laughs) oh hell yeah (laughs) hook me up (laughs) but like but like is this thing like lately i've been eating like a ton like i'll eat fucking packed yeah and i'll know i'm full like I'll totally. feel full, and I'm like, oh, I do that why too, am man. I still hungry? And I'm like, oh, I'm sad. That's <laughs> yeah. the emptiness. That's what I'm feeling. Yes, <laughs> it's like I throw food at it, but that's not like I'm missing the goal. <laughs> <laughs> that's where love uh, is supposed to go. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Todd Glass. Do you know Todd Glass? Do you like Todd Glass? I like Todd Glass. Uh, he's got a good podcast. He talks about how. Uh, like, we all have horrible vices. We're all terrible people. Yeah. But, like, people make fun of overweight people. But it's like, how would you feel if your vice was just, like, on your sleeves? Like, for, I don't know, like a heroin addict or whatever. Like, how would they feel yeah. if they just wore a sign around all the time? Like, it's kind of a, like, I mean, food abuse is, like, huge in America. Yeah, and it's all, all 
but we're like all sad. But it gets like a bad rap because it fucks with beauty. Totally, it fucks with a physical appearance rather than like someone's internal mental thing. Like it's it's harder to cover up. Yeah, and so people poke fun at it, and it's like, motherfucker, you. <laughs> Yeah, you as garbage as everyone else. Yeah, like like they never like just because you have a, a fast metabolism doesn't yeah, mean yeah because that perception of the person as fat is just like so negative, totally so painful. But it's like also like if opioids made you fat, oh that would be different. But they don't, so they're a white collar vice. <laughs> totally like a oh, good vice to have. They're the whitest collar of vice. <laughs> make you get through daycare <laughs> or whatever. Make you get through daycare. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Shit. So how you feel, man? Feel good? Yeah, I feel good. Uh, I wrote down some things I was going to ask you. Okay. Because I'm like a good guest. That's smart. No one's ever done that. I was some like people thinking, brought me liquor, but that's about oh, it. Oh, that's smart. Uh, oh, so it was basically, I think you asked me to do this like this week, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, and then when something random talked in my head, I'm like, well, I can't talk to anyone else about that. So okay. why as well just talk about it here? Uh, do you ever – do you rehearse shit in the car? Yeah. When you're driving? Oh, God, yeah. Nonstop. That's where most of my writing happens. In the car? Just yeah, like when you're just driving and just talking drive, to yourself? Driving, talking Hand to motions and everything? Yeah, feel, I got to feel how it sounds. I do that too. I realized that like sometimes I'll pull up to a stoplight and I'll just be talking just like into it, just rehearsing. Yeah, it's just thoughts off the top of the dome or whatever, uh, and I'll look over and someone will just be staring at me yeah. <laughs> from another car. And then what I do is horrible. I pretend like I'm on a speakerphone phone call, and I just <laughs> I stop talking yes. and I just like I start nodding my head and I go, "Yep, okay." And I mouth and I say out loud, "Okay, bye." Yeah, and I just sit much- there and do nothing until we pull away. And I'm like, I need approval from strangers. I will never see again yeah. so much. I need that, them to know that's okay. That's yeah. great. That's like sociopath I have, behavior. I, I have the next level of that where if I'm walking down the street and I see someone handing out flyers yeah. or a homeless guy asking for money, yeah. I will pull out my phone and I have a flip phone. Oh, and I'll you'll flip it open, hold it to my ear and pretend, pretend like I'm checking talking. in with somebody. <laughs> And I will. I won't put the it's phone good. down until I say, "Okay, I will talk to you later. Goodbye." That and is I do so that funny. Every time, it's like I did that. Like on Monday, I was just I walked out of the comedy spot for a second, <laughs> and I realized I have no reason to be out here. Yeah, but I can't just go back in. No, you look so like I, a lunatic. Yeah. So let's look like not a lunatic and answer a fake <laughs> phone call, have a fake conversation. <laughs> Like, yeah, this is sanity. This is what normal looks like. You're like, I am a piece of shit. Yeah. And I, but here's another thing I've noticed is I'll walk around stores just doing bits to myself because I walk, I'll walk around the store just doing a bit by yeah, my, yeah. to myself and I don't care as much because I feel, I know this is weird. Like, I feel like I could pass it off. Yeah. Yeah. You could pass out as being crazy. But for some reason, like, if someone wanted, if I knew someone was going to directly talk to me, yeah. I'd put my phone in my ear and hide. <laughs> it's just so weird. just want to avoid impulse. that so much. <laughs> That's so crazy. Because I, I don't know why. It's got to be an approval. It's got to be an yeah. approval, approval thing. Yeah. Have you ever, have you interviewed a comic yet who doesn't hate themselves? No. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's, it's something we all kind of have. And what stops us from killing ourselves, by the way? Lack of a good idea. 
just not really good at commitment. <laughs> yeah. I do a bit about that. I do a bit about Oh, talk about suicide? Talk about suicide. Do you suicide. ever think about like how you'd kill yourself? Oh, yeah. It's part of the bit. Really? Yeah. Uh, I do that all the time. What, what, what's your go-to? My go-to is I get five catapults. <laughs> See? You already know. I lay in the center. How have I ever heard this bit? Arms, legs, and head to each one that go off at once. I'm quartered, decapitated, and my torso falls on the ground. Wow. That's a, and I'm actually almost proud that I thought of that. Because it's See, like, that's such a good idea. That's pretty big, but that's the least empathetic way to kill yourself. Like, that's horrible. Like, you're going to have, like, your family's going to see that. It's going to be on the news. Yeah. Like, well, that's is that all... really how you want to go? That's, if I was, this sounds weird. If I was going to kill myself, I have to do that. Okay. Because not only do people know about it, but I know about it. Yeah. And it, it's like, well, if I'm going to kill myself, that's almost a Kickstarter project. Like that's <laughs> effort that I don't. If I'm going to show that much effort, I may as well live. <laughs> like I think about suicide to like calm myself. Interesting. Because just the pressure of being alive is so fucking shitty. It is pretty shitty. Yeah. But dude, my I'm the exact opposite of what I want to do. Like I don't want to inconvenience anybody. Right. With that shit. Like that's how much I hate myself is i'm like you guys don't deserve you yeah you i don't deserve to <laughs> to be like i don't know like you'd have someone would have to clean you up if you were cut in half That's and i'm true, like you guys yeah. i'm not gonna make someone clean me up like i want to like put all my stuff in boxes and label like who i wanted to go to like i'm moving out and like write letters to everybody like package everything like my best friend gets my movie collection because we have the same taste in movies and uh you get my computer because like you're like a computer <laughs> and then once everything is perfect and everything is clean and then i just like do so much heroin to <laughs> in like in the bathtub and then i'd call so like no one would have to find me i'd probably call like 911 or something uh just like while i'm killing myself so like they'd know to come get me yeah you know and I just realized that I just told that entire thing on your podcast. That's the fucking Your suicide, creepiest. I was like, super sorry. That's exactly. <laughs> My just... suicide is just the embodiment of being like, sorry, I'm garbage. Like, <laughs> that whole feeling. Well, you see, that also that's d- displays a lot of effort. Because you gotta, yeah. you got to box all your shit, yeah. give it away, you got to label the. You can't do that thing where you move where you have 30 boxes all labeled miscellaneous <laughs> and one box labeled plates. No. You have to label it totally. specifically. You have to write. You have to go out and buy pens and paper and ink. Yeah, and You yeah. have to write. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> I guess that goes into, like, I want to have control over that. Like, if I'm going to kill myself, I want to have control over, like, how other people perceive my suicide. Yeah. So I guess got- that's why comedy happens too like i want to be in control of how other people perceive me as a person that is why i try to control it by being on a stage where they have to listen to me so there's like a level of performativity to everything yeah for sure i get that for sure i want to be in i want to be in control that's weird (laughs) right up to the end (laughs) right up to the end yeah and then you could do god knows what with my body i don't really care (laughs) who was talking about recently they didn't want to be cremated Oh, uh, John Gamora? Uh, f- fuck, that guy's been on, like, he, we've said his garbage. name ten times on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, he's just kind of forcing his way in. He, uh, he's the worst. Terrible person. So many people gravitate towards that guy. I don't, I don't know, know why. Yeah. 
hate all the young people and like you you hate his you hate his success you take his success success so he's on he gets name dropped on the podcast so goddamn often (laughs) really yeah (laughs) it's because he's like undeniable as a person like you can't ignore john gamora he's like the hair alone no he's, he's not like a quiet person sitting in the corner who like who uh you you would go up and talk to there's like he is a being he like is pre he's everywhere john gamora is omnipresent <laughs> <laughs> he's with us now oh god probably yeah, he's the worst oh man garbage person uh, was that was that your was that your only other question i think so i think we kind of talked about everything all right man that's pretty good how do you feel how I long feel- do we go hour 12 that's not bad. That's not bad. That felt quick, though. It it always does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when that it was, was start when it was starting off, the first seven minutes, I was like, "This is a long seven minutes." <laughs> and at the end, I'm like, "Okay, we we hit the mark." We're yeah, good. man. Yeah. I hope everybody doesn't hate all my half completed thoughts that I spoke about in the past hour. If I could do that it'll, all the time, it'll work out. It'll work out by the end. I start a thought and then i stutter a lot and then i finish the thought with i don't fucking know (laughs) (laughs) it's like i don't know sorry i don't know sorry i'm garbage (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome what are you doing for halloween i had rented a bunch of movies Ooh, a bunch of superhero movies though nice scary movies see for most people like would, would you tell people in the real world like you're gonna stay in and watch movies for halloween uh like would you tell a coworker that no no, I wouldn't either. It's like the same thing about telling people about comedy. It's like it's, it's some sort of embarrassment going along with it. Which, oh, yeah, which yeah. for me, I could say like you sitting in and watch movies. That sounds fucking awesome. Like I'm gonna do that <laughs> tomorrow night. Like, but I don't know. Do you, do you tell people you do comedy? Do you stamp yourself as a comic? Do I identify as a comic? Yeah, yeah. I do. I don't throw it around. Yeah. I don't understand people who throw who people who do comedy just so they can stamp themselves as a comedian. Yeah, I I'm of the opinion like I identify myself as a comic, but I don't have anyone I need to identify myself to. Huh? If that makes sense. Like I do understand and think yeah. about things, and like if uh, this is sounds like you've had that thought before. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it there are people I I hear who are like I don't think of myself as a comic. Well, yeah, then yeah. By that logic, you aren't one, and you can't be. Shit, man. You kind of shut That's my second out. dick hole that's been blown. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, the the whole idea of being a comic is, like, what, what do we know a comedian for? Standing in front of a room and telling yeah. jokes. By the platonic ideal of what a comedian should be doing, that's it. I'm yeah, a comedian yeah. for, at most, five minutes a day. Yeah, yeah. Like five, six times <laughs> a week. At most, like at, totally. at this point in my life, I'm like, well, I do it enough. I'm I'm a comic for at least five minutes today. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna. That's the identity that matters to me. Totally, and it's uh, all about what you identify as on the inside, like what's happening on in your brain. Yeah, yeah. and then but then like my idea of what comedy means even yeah, is yeah. kind of abstract to the point where I can feel comedic in things that aren't just telling jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or stuff like that. Hmm. Which is like, it's healthsome for me in the way I for sure. understand who I am. Yeah, but it's about. Are you ha, have you ever had? Do you invite people like from the re, your real world to come I've see been, you do comedy? I've done that like once or twice. Oh, okay. But that's a well you can only tap so often. And there twice are time, a year. Yeah, and there are times when you're like, well, if I'm doing this show and I have to bring people, 
then I have to for save sure. those people for that time. But like, I don't tell people super often. Yeah, yeah. See, they're... that's what. Yeah, I'm actually doing. So nobody has ever, nobody I know other than comics have ever seen me do comedy. Wednesday, I'm doing that punchline showcase. Oh, is that this Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I have nice. like, I over invited, and everyone said yes. I have like 40 people coming. My pastor brother and his Fucking wife. Fucking killing it. And everybody from work. Are you going to do the liquid bleach joke? Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about cum and oral sex. And <laughs> in front of my coworkers, that's what I'm terrified. I'm trying to like pick bits. Like I'm going to do what I think is my funniest material. But if I'm like, uh, if I can replace a cum joke with a joke that's equally as funny and is about puppies, I'm good, probably going to do that. Yeah. I invited, I invited one of my coworkers and her husband to a show. And as they were, they got there, they're like, Oh, Hey Joe, we're going to sit over here. And I was like, I do a joke about sucking a dude's dick. <laughs> and I didn't do it in the joke, but I almost did. And I got, and I also have a joke about slavery. This yeah. is, I'm going to, I'm going to catch You're you all going to hate me. Yeah. Nothing happened on Monday, but I was terrified. It was totally. Cause I, I was gonna tell. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, people know at least for a little while, people, have known i do comedy at work and i'm like i'm i feel like i'm always on like i'm always trying to be funny so they think that like that is what is gonna be on stage and it's not and no i don't say come in the office like (laughs) probably for good reasons but it's like but it's gonna be different yeah and i'm just like well now is when everyone hates me now is when i (laughs) I am exposed as a uh, fucking... <laughs> You're a fraud! A, I am a fraud. That's yeah. what we're all afraid of, right? Just being exposed as frauds. Yeah. But we yeah. are all frauds, and that's the feeling. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. You can't... It's hard to accept yourself as a failure. Yeah. So that's why you seek approval. Yeah. Because you, you, yeah. <laughs> you, know, yep. you know it. Yep, we're all, yep. we're all terrified of <laughs> We're all doomed. We're doomed. All Everything's... Doomed. You want a suicide pact? Suicide pact. We've, has anyone ever, like, duo killed each other on a podcast before? I don't think so. We'll be the first. Yeah. <laughs> Do your loved ones know how to edit in GarageBand? <laughs> someone must. We'll figure it out. We'll stage it. We'll message someone. <laughs> but I, hey, how much is catapults? <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good cherry on top. Yeah. That's a good uh, cherry. Wait. Did I ask you what you... You're doing for Hall. Oh, yeah, you said you're staying in. That's the movies. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm about to go drink beer with Ben Rice. Smart. I like that Ben Rice. Yeah. He's ben Rice, he's, in, he's, he's been on this podcast, right? Yes, he has. Very nice. He's cooler than me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm garbage. It's okay, dude. Thanks for, thanks for doing this, Garrett. I appreciate this was it. fun. Man. Yeah. Hey, folks, that's been our show. Oh, man, it's pretty great that you guys are able to check it out. All right, coming to the show next week, I talk to the very interesting, oh, man, Rosario Vigiano. He's a pretty interesting cat, kind of newer to the comedy scene, but he's a neat dude. We had a good talk. Uh, That's it for the show. Check us out on Stitcher. Like us on the iTunes. Review us. Love us. Share us with your friends. Uh, Come to Epic Tiki Live tomorrow at 1030. And, uh... Get at me on Twitter at Bucky Gums. My name is JoJo Lewis. Have a good one. I told you this would work. See ya.